Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Talk of champions. Short sessions. Long story short. Welcome in to another edition of Talk of Champions Short Sessions. I'm your host, Zach Barry. We've got another special edition podcast this week as we welcome in my buddy Brooks Austin. Covers Georgia. He does a little bit of everything. Um, if you did not see it last night, he was on the whiteboard. Um, Brooks is a.k.a. the film guy, director of recruiting for SI's Fan Nation, editor Dogs Daily. Brooks, good morning. How are we doing? I can't complain, man. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. Uh, first off, before I forget, we get into the uh, the nuts and bolts here. You and I spoke at Media Days. And I remember mm-hmm. you told me that Ole Miss would be the game for Georgia this season. It would be the toughest test. And, you know, we didn't give any predictions up until this point, but you said it was going to be the toughest test for Ole Miss. Now, fast forward, here we are. Yeah, I think I was the only analyst in the Georgia space to really be talking about it that way early in the year because – I knew what what I know about Lane Kiffin. I, I I know he can run the football. I know he had experienced quarterback play this year, and I knew he was going to make some steps, not not incremental or insurmountable leaps on the defensive end, but I knew he was going to make some type of improvements on that side of the football. It was always Ole Miss for me preseason. Uh, I did not necessarily think that the Joe Milton hype was is exactly warranted preseason I kind of expected Tennessee to be a run heavy football team uh and one that leaned on I didn't expect them to lean on defense like they do right now um but I always knew uh in my in my gut my gut always told me Ole Miss at home uh November 11th was always going to be the tough one because of all the different just things that Lane Kiffin provides uh I, I think number one you have to be able to at least try to run the football against Georgia most football teams don't they just concede to back shoulder fades or whatever they're getting managed to be able to complete that football game but Lane Kiffin has always been diligent about running the football remaining kind of uh, hard-headed if you will in that aspect you also have to be an explosive offense right you can't expect to score on seven or eight you know 12 play scoring drives you're gonna have to have a couple that are like real quick hitters uh, and with Trey Harris and Lane Kiffin's history as an offensive coordinator, he's been extremely explosive. And then the other thing is, it's just sheer confidence. You got to be irrational. Uh, and Lane Kiffin is certainly irrational with regards to confidence. So, yeah, it was always Ole Miss for me. Um, and it's developed even into a bigger battle with how Ole Miss has managed to play this year. That's a that's a great segue there. You mentioned just being irrational and, and confident. You know, I've I've always said it's it's kind of controlled chaos, like you know, not necessarily cocky, but just very confident. And I think it's it's kind of seeped into the the veins of this this team this year. They uh they kind of echo all the catchphrases and the buzzwords he says when they talk in, in press conferences. And but I was talking about this on my show yesterday. I think Ole Miss has to stick to its identity. And that identity is being aggressive, 
not holding back, taking shots. I mean, this is the perfect time, Brooks. Like, you're not yeah. favored to win. No one, no one really thinks you have a a legitimate shot. It's Georgia, the two time defending national champs. You know, I, like I said before, we hit the record button. I think they're about to get in Death Star mode and start really messing with people. But that that edge that Kiffin has, you mentioned that, or you know, being irrational and being aggressive. I think that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to have that edge this week to have a shot against Georgia. Just offensively, let's let's get there first. What, what's your thought on, you know, kind of, you know, if you're telling the Ole Miss fan base what they have to do this week to have a shot, what is it? You're talking on the offensive side of the football? Yeah, um, yeah. So, so for Ole Miss's offense, I think that, that, that minus 40. So once you get to the Ole Miss 40, you're in four-down territory, but nothing more than fourth and – three lane you listening to me the run running the football has to be available so if it's fourth and four on the plus side of territory kick the field goal or punt the football all right we're, we're getting to an area where once the run is taken out of the equation we no longer can go for it on fourth down and I feel like some of these times lane gets a little bit too aggressive particularly in years past against Alabama where it's like Dude, man, I I know you're trying to maximize possessions. I know you're trying to maximize points, but and I know your defense isn't great, but you can't be going for it on your own 35 on fourth and two in the first quarter. We can't be doing <laughs> it like that. All right. So we can't be too aggressive on the offensive side of the football, but you have to remain true to your identity and your and your core traits as an offense. Um, but most importantly, all right, I think it's very, very vital. That, that Ole Miss completely emptied the sink on the run game. And it can't be just the jet sweeps, all right? And and Ole yeah. Miss fans listen to this, you'll know this. Yeah, Jet sweeps ain't worth a shit against Alabama and Georgia because the team speed and the physicality out on the edge is way too much, all right? You can't run and outblock their corners, and you're not going to outrun their linebackers. They're way too fast. Now, what you can do is, is you can show a diligence and you can show a responsibility. You can show uh, honesty to those jet sweeps. But once you press vertically in the run game, you have to be explosive. Okay, so the jet sweeps can remain in the offensive game plan this weekend, but they're only there to make sure we're hitting home runs on those interior runs. That's what Ole Miss has to be great at this weekend. Um, th their offensive line has been decent. It's been good enough. Um, they're big. They're physical. They're not very athletic, and they don't do necessarily a great job of just the standard runs, right? Just being able to line up and run the football down the middle of the, the defense's throat. Ole Miss has struggled to do that. They will continue to struggle to do that on Saturday. But if all of the little wrinkles of the offense can produce about four yards a carry, all right, I'm talking about 35 attempts for four yards a carry. If you can average about 140 yards on the ground this weekend, uh, you'll not only have a chance in this football game, but you'll keep Georgia's offense off the field. I think a lot of people in these matchups forget how important it is to keep Georgia off the field. They're not mm -hmm. the nation's most explosive offense, but they are one of the nation's most efficient. They will absolutely lean on you if you leave your defense on the field. The term pitch backwards is used a lot in baseball. I think that's what Ole Miss is going to have to do this weekend. They're going to have to throw to set up the run. Yeah. I, I don't think Ole Miss's offensive line has gotten much better as the year's gone on. But just asking them to line up and just man for man run right at Georgia, that's a tall task. So I think they're going to have to use the vertical passing game, get the ball out. Jordan Watkins and Dayton Wade have been tremendous, you know, 
assets to the passing game alongside Trey Harris. It's it blows my mind, Brooks. They're the only power five program to have three guys over 600 yards receiving. It's crazy. Um, because as you mentioned, Lane loves to run the football. I mean, he loves mm-hmm. to run. It's it, I know the score from far stuff is, is cute and it's good for, for marketing and social media, but he wants to be physical and, and run downhill. So um, as far as the defense for Georgia, I was, it, it really kind of blew my mind earlier in the year. I think they went a couple weeks without a sack and they're not up there in tackles for loss, but my God, they, they get after you and they're going to lay the, lay the wood. So what's what like the defense is still legit. I mean, don't get it twisted, but the maturation on both sides of the football. I mean, Carson Beck has just been really dialed in the last couple of weeks. And I think it showed he's put up big numbers. They scored a lot of points. You mentioned not super explosive, you know, without Brock Bowers, they've just kind of piecemealed it together. And, you know, I, I say quote piecemealed it. They've got dudes everywhere, but what's the, the maturation of this defense, you knew they were going to be physical. You knew they were going to be talented because of what Kirby smart does and who they recruit. But what have you seen? I think this is a very different looking Georgia team in the last couple of years, but they're still lights out and super talented. Yeah, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this real quick. What has Georgia defense been known for the last two years, in your opinion? Just because this is an Ole Miss podcast, I'll say this. I think very between the ears, very, very good defensively between the ears. Nicobe Dean was just one of the best. And I think they were just a smart defense that just ran to the football and got after you. Okay. Um, solid answer. What I get nine times out of 10 when I ask that question, and here's why I ask this, because a lot of people will go, oh, well, Jalen Carter was great. Jordan Davis was great. You mentioned the Kobe Dean. Quay Walker was awesome. Uh, Devontae Wyatt was epic. Uh, Trayvon Walker was the number one overall draft pick. And, like, they'll rat-a-tat-tat all those football players, and all of those football players played in the box. Like, all of those football players are front six football players. The only back-end football player that was a first-round draft pick over the last couple of years, and they've had nine of them, okay? The only back-end <laughs> first-round draft pick was Lewis Seen, a safety who probably wouldn't have been a first-round draft pick had he not been a measurables football player. He wasn't even probably the most flashy defensive back in that back end for Georgia during his college times, but he tests really, really well. I say that to say this. If you look at this roster now, if you just say, hey, who are the best football players on this defense? Three of the first probably five names that you'll bring up are Kamari Lasseter, Javon yeah. Buller, and Malachi Starks. They are defensive backs now. This is a defensive back-led defense that's really, really solid. And so much so that Dalen Everett's played like, I would say, above water. He's played serviceable on the other side, and people think he's terrible. Like, Georgia fans think he's awful <laughs> because everybody else is so damn good. Kamari Lasseter was on Luther Burden for basically four quarters last week and didn't get a ball thrown at him. That's how good of coverage he's played all year this year where people just aren't attacking him. Malachi Starks has played the safety position better than anybody else has at Georgia um, during their time being. Now, here is the, the real, real problem. And it, it, it's a question mark going into this football game. Jamon Dumas Johnson broke his forearm last week against Missouri. Okay. Yep. He's a three year star, two year starter, three year player for this defense at the Mike linebacker position. He's not their best linebacker. Smile Mondon is, but he's certainly the biggest leader. He's certainly the one who makes sure they're in the right position every single time. And now we're going to replace that two and a half year starter, three year player 
with a freshman in C.J. Allen, you would presume. Now, C.J. Allen, immensely talented, okay? I believe he's higher rated than even Perkins was on you guys' defense last year. You're a true freshman that's playing at linebacker. Mm -hmm. So there's two true freshmen going in this football game, except for one of them just kind of got thrown into the fire this week against perhaps the worst offense in the SEC to be playing linebacker against. I watched Ole Miss <laughs> versus Auburn last week uh, or this week leading up to this football game, did a film study on it. Lane Kiffin had number 30 from Auburn contemplating retirement in that football game at the <laughs> linebacker position, just because there's so much motion. There's so much trickeration. There's so much window dressing on this offense that linebackers really get put into a conundrum. Uh, so that, that would be something I'm paying attention to. What does number 33 look like on Saturday in the first, I don't know, seven minutes of this football game? Uh, how comfortable does he look and how much is Lane hunting him? But just in terms of a, a defensive overview, defensive back led unit, okay, mm -hmm. with an extremely talented front six that's waiting for somebody to pop as a first-round draft pick other than Smile Mondon, who I think the SEC is going to get a real introduction to this weekend. Let's go over on the uh, on the offensive side. <clears throat> I mentioned the, the maturation of Beck. Um, I knew it was going to take a minute. You knew the guy was talented. You knew he had pieces around him to make plays. He's certainly done that. They have really bridged the gap between Brock Bowers having the tightrope surgery, and they've – Lad McConkey has been really, really good, and Ra-Ra Thomas has stepped up. And then, oh, by the way, they they got some damn good running backs too. You know, water is wet. Yeah. But um, offensively, <laughs> you mentioned Georgia having the ability to just lean on you and just being, hey, we're just going to line up and just come at you. Here's where it's going. Try and stop it. Do you anticipate that kind of game plan where maybe Mike Bobo tries to keep the Ole Miss offense off the field? Or you think they're going to still kind of, hey, we're going to run our stuff and we're going to test you vertically? Uh, you know, how do you kind of see this one coming, you know, coming out on Saturday on the offensive side for Georgia? Um, I see Mike Bobo forcing Ole Miss into cover three a lot and destroying it. Um Ole Miss is, I mean, you, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I studied them. They're a zone football team on the defensive end. They don't have the dudes quite yet to to walk out and play man coverage like I would presume Pete Golding wants to. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if they'll ever have the dudes to be able to do that. So maybe they just remain a zone football team as long as he's there. Uh, they do have 16 transfers on that defensive side of the football, so it's kind of hard to expect them to have uh, a full baron or a full uh, cupboard, if you will with regards to talent on that side of the football. Um, but no, man, you, you hit the nail on the head in terms of the, the maturation of this offense, um, except for the fact that I, I, I think Carson's kind of been very even killed and kind of played like the same guy all year. Now, the road trip at Auburn, the road game at Auburn and, and going 10 for 14 on fourth down, um, everybody kind of needed to see that to know for a fact that this is what this was going to be. Um, but dude, he's made 10 starts in his career. He's thrown for over 250 yards in all 10 starts. Uh, and he's completing 74% of his balls. I, I don't know how much cleaner of a football game Carson can play. Now, what Ole Miss does really, really well is pressure the quarterback. It's about the only thing defensively that they do relatively well. Um, and that has shown out over the time. Now, my questions about teams like Ole Miss being able to get pressure or teams like Missouri last week that Georgia faced that can get pressure is, 
are you getting pressure based off confusion, right? Are you, are, are you bringing simulated pressures or are you having free hitters that end up being in sacks or resulting in sacks? Or do you have sacks because your guys are beating offensive linemen? And I think mm -hmm. Ole Miss, it's a little bit of both. You have some defensive linemen that can get after the quarterback, but you also have a defensive coordinator that has prioritized pressure this year for your football team. And I'm going to tell you this. This unit from Georgia does not give up free hitters. That's not what this unit does, all right? If they give up sacks, it's because you beat their offensive line. You beat their right tackle. You beat their left guard. You did something, all right, to win. And not a lot of teams are doing that right now. Missouri did it last week because I think Darius Robinson is an NFL football player. Number six from Missouri is a guy, all right? I don't know when I study Ole Miss – if there is a top 60, top 70 evaluation on that defensive line. And that concerns me from an aspect of whether or not Ole Miss will get pressure. Cause like I told you, they're pretty locked tight with regards to identifying the right guys to block. Um, so yeah, I, th I think it's going to be an explosive weekend for Georgia because again, zone football teams get destroyed by this Georgia offense. It is a system predicated off flooding right we flood zones really really well as an offense and that's what we want to do against zone defenses uh, and that's what they're going to get this weekend cooler temperatures are right around the corner and as i like to say it's the perfect time to play around a golf and if you're looking for a premier golf course in northwest mississippi or the memphis tennessee area go to cherokee valley golf club in olive branch 15 minutes from the memphis international airport with those cooler temps, you might want to stay warm and comfortable on the course this fall. Go in the clubhouse and check out their new selection of outerwear from Travis Matthew and FootJoy, including FootJoy's new lightweight hoodie. This 18-hole par 72 course includes four sets of tees to accommodate all players and has 11 lakes, 52 bunkers, and the wide Zoysia fairways and extra-large champion Bermuda greens and clean roughs make for an excellent opportunity every single time to post a number. If you need a premier golf experience in the Mid-South, go to Cherokee Valley Golf Club. Call them at 662-893-4444 or check them out, olivebranchgolf.com. Are you looking at cutting your health insurance premiums by as much as 20 to 30%? Are you aging into Medicare and need help finding a Medicare supplement plan? Call Drew Moak of USA Benefits Group at 601-953-8449. Drew is an Ole Miss grad located in Mississippi and licensed in seven states. He works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage with access to 35 different carriers, and he can help you with any of your health insurance needs. From regular health plans to life insurance to dental and vision and even Medicare, he has it all covered. Now more than ever, it is critical to have a health insurance agent who is local and accessible. So call Drew Moak at 601 953-8449 and get your free quote today. It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. 
If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The sun's a shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove, beer showers. It's just the very best time for an old Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with UFI Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver. So ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seven out of the last eight meetings between these two teams have gone under the total. If it does mm. get to a track meet, two explosive offenses, you mentioned Beck has been tremendously consistent. And you know what Jackson Dart can do if they get explosive and they get in a track meet. Which do you think Kirby Smart prefers here? Do you think he prefers a shootout and just to trust his guy and Carson Beck, or do you think he wants to keep it in the 20s? I think Kirby Smart's butthole gets tight any time the word shootout gets mentioned. Like, I don't <laughs> think he wants to. He's a defensive mind. Dude. He doesn't want yeah. none of that smoke. Uh, yeah. Now, that being said, th this, I know they won a 45-42 football game against Ohio State in a college football playoff game last year, but this football team, this quarterback, this offense – I don't worry about them scoring the football. I, I, I'll be honest mm -hmm. with you. Like, Missouri kind of put them in a box for a little bit, pressuring the shit out of them. But I don't know how many teams can execute Missouri's game plan this year. Like, that is a man blitz football team. They always have been, even dating back to Barry Odom's time. Like, they are yeah. so used to playing on an island as corners and blitzing the house and playing that kind of defensive brand of football that other teams can't just develop that game plan that week. But that's been about the only teams and only types of teams that have kind of kept this team at bay, right? Being able to play man coverage and being able to blitz. The only two football teams that have consistently for four quarters this year done it and tried it, all right, were Missouri and South Carolina. No coincidence. Though Those are two of the lower uh, season outputs for this football team. Um, you have to be able to cover them. You have to be able to blitz them. You have to be able to pressure them. I don't know if Ole Miss is going to be able to do that. Um, but no, in terms of a shootout, I don't necessarily worry about a shootout happening from Georgia's perspective anymore because I do believe in this offense, even without Brock Bowers right now. Um, but here's what I will tell you. 
I don't expect a shootout in this football game. Uh, we were talking about it last night on our show over on the Film Guy Network on YouTube. Um, and if you don't, go ahead and subscribe. But check this out, all right? Ole Miss this year, and we can take it back two years if you want because we have the data for it. But this year, through ten fo- or through nine football games, okay, Ole Miss is 20 points per game less on the road. They're scoring 20 points per game fewer on the road, and they have 200 yards per game fewer on the road. And normally that stat gets real bonkered because you play home games against non-power fives and you go on the road against your conference slate or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not necessarily true this year because Ole Miss has a road game against Tulane and that kind of balanced these stats out. I was watching it on film and I was thinking way too much pre-snap motion, way too much window dressing, way too much complexity, way too much check with me, okay, meaning we're going to clap at the line of scrimmage and then we're going to look to the sideline to see what Lane wants us to run and then we're going to get this called. There's way too much of this to have success on the road in a hostile SEC environment. That was my thoughts when I was watching it on film. And then sure as shit, the stats proved it necessary, proved it true. 20 points per game, almost three touchdowns less, man, on the road. And again, it's because you're way too complex offensively to consider it uh, transferable on the road, in my opinion. Uh, I think Ole Miss's offense has struggles on Saturday. They've been really good at home under Kiffin. <clears throat> I think they are now 20 and two in the last 22 home games. Uh, so there's no doubt about that. They, the, the entire identity of the fan base has just been night and day, just, you know, resurrected with how they've had really good crowds, um, which has been an issue at Ole Miss over the years. Just even when they're good, people just don't show up, but they've been, it's it's been a true home field advantage now. So yeah, road games. That's a, that's a very interesting stat there because I do think Kiffin likes to, um, you know, I kind of use the term play with his food a little bit, where he'll try to, you know, kind of throw stuff at you, you know, as like I'm going to use this to set something up for late third quarter, where it's like, you know, I, I know yeah. the the Ole Miss fan base gets frustrated where it's like, man, just run what works and and don't try to do something now and set it up, you know, for down the road. But um, I can't believe we're, we're, you know, probably 25, 30 minutes into the podcast and we're just now getting to it. But I mentioned the absence of Brock Bowers. Do you anticipate him playing on Saturday? I know there's been some rumblings. He's looked good in practice. He's running. Do you think he's going to push to play? I know it's senior day, last home game of the season. He's probably done going to the NFL. Do you think he comes out and plays? Do you think do you think he dresses just to give it a try, give it a go? What do you think? It's senior day. I would imagine he dresses. Um, yeah. I don't know if he's gonna. I don't. I don't expect him to play. Um, I think he definitely the, won't. He definitely the, won't be the Brock Bowers that we all know. No, certainly not. Um, no, I don't expect him to play if at all. Um, I jokingly sent some messages to some sources last week and said, "Hey, hear me out." What if you just ran him out there for victory snaps? You know what I mean? What if you just ran him out there and let him take some knees against Ole Miss? Um, At the curtain but, call? Know, yeah, just, I mean, as a joke. And and the, the L, I got a bunch of LOLs not happening type of responses. I don't expect him to play <laughs> on Saturday. Um, I do expect him to play again at some point. I think the timetable is to maybe get him in the mix against Georgia Tech and then and fully ramp him up for an SEC championship game that you're basically required to win 
um, this year uh, with the college football playoff. Ain't that nuts, man? We we, we normally yeah. at this time of the year, we're like, man, which two SEC teams are going to get in? And now it's like, hey, SEC, your ass better went out. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's. It, I was telling somebody the other day about, <clears throat> you know, virtually the only scenario for Ole Miss for the playoff is to win out. And, you know, yeah, tall, tall task. You got to beat the, you know, a team that hasn't lost at home since what, 2018. And, you know, at that point, yes, it's like 2019 since the day I got married. Okay. 2019. So it's, it's been four years and it, it's, <laughs> I was, I was telling somebody like, it's almost where, you know, you don't want to lose late anymore because that's fresh on yeah. the committee's mind. But yeah, like whoever loses in the in the SEC championship, like they're pretty much screwed. Um, I mean, they are not pretty much. They are screwed. Look, Washington and Oregon, assuming they went out, uh, if Oregon avenges their one loss, you would imagine a one loss Pac-12 champion gets in. in over Alabama. Um, and even if they don't, there's still a debate. Ohio State, Michigan, whoever wins the Big Ten, they're going. I'm telling you that right now. If Texas wins out, they have the head-to-head over Alabama. They're going, all right? Yeah. If Florida State wins out, they're going, all right? So we, we have three right now that are known. Uh, yes, the SEC absolutely 100% has to win out, whether it be Georgia winning out or whether it be Alabama winning out. If the SEC wants a member of the college football playoff, they better win out. I've seen some – Crazy. I've seen some – some guys that do heavy analytics and crunch a bunch of numbers. And I've seen some score predictions that are in the twenties, Georgia winning by three, Georgia winning by five, you know, those, those sort of things. I'm still skeptical. I, I still think this is a somewhat of a similar game last week. It'll get there in a different way, but I think Ole Miss can have some success and, and really, make Georgia beat them up and down the field, you know, have some long sustained drives. That's been kind of Pete Golding saying this year where you mentioned a lot of zone. They want to get after you, but they keep everything in front, make you put together a 10, 12 play drive. You mentioned all the transfers. I think the thing that's been great for Ole Miss this year, a lot of experience. They didn't just get four and five stars that played one year, didn't play and then brought them in. They got a bunch of dudes that played a lot of football. So I think that experience has helped them transition well on defense under Pete Golding in that first year, but just, you don't have, you can give a score prediction if you want, you don't have to, but just what's your, what's your feel on how this one unfolds Saturday night? You know, at the beginning of the season, I would have said that this is a, a four point football game, field goal football game going down to the fourth quarter. And, and part of me still feels that way, but I, I can't get over these road home splits, man. Um, yeah. and, and I go back to something and he's the, he's the best football coach in college football right now for a reason. And it's a lot of these answers. I remember asking Kirby about going to Auburn and, and what's the key to being good on the road. And the first thing he said was, well, well, you have to simplify the game plan offensively, right? You can't go out there and depend on, oh, we're, we're going to motion them into this look because we like it. And then we're going to hit them here or we're going to see what they line up with. And we're going to we're going to check with me at the line. You can't do all that. Because you're on the road, it's loud, it's it's hostile, and false starts and penalties are something that are going to occur. So you have to be able, and he said, to line up and beat the guy in front of you. 
Well, Ole Miss's offense is completely predicated on everything but line up and beat the guy in front of you. And it's okay. It's great. It's fun. It's it's one of the most interesting offenses in the sport. But it's the reason you go on the road in hostile environments and you have problems because motions don't get timed up properly. Jet sweeps don't get timed up properly. Check with me's end up in false starts. All right. And now first and tens are first and fifteens. Third and sevens are third and twelves. Okay. All of these things matter. All of these things stack up your inability as a football team to just line up and say, we're going to beat you today is the reasons you have struggles on the road against opponents like this. Um, I thought it was a five point game. I think it's a two score game. Give me Georgia 31 21 in this football game. This podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals who can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension, and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies as well. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite-level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn about this and more at bluffcityadvisory.com. That's kind of where I'm at. I was thinking somewhere around like 37, 21, 37, 23. Like I, I think they stretch it late. I think the the ability for Georgia to still be able to just run the football is is going to be an X factor. Beck's going to get his. They're they're gonna they're gonna hit some big shots. Um, because Ole Miss is kind of a you know Professor Chaos defense where they they take risks and sometimes they get burned. But yeah, I just think the run game for Georgia is just Ultimately, Dejon Edwards is going to get going. Um, last couple things here. I've I've listened to a lot of national shows and a lot of a lot of you know guys that handicap college football for a living. And the thing that I've heard a lot this year, and we talk about it on our gambling show quite a bit. Georgia at home, you know, hey, home favorite. You know, fade them at home. But when they go on the road, that's when Kirby gets in his bag and they get after people. But at home, they can kind of, you know, maybe a little play with their food a little bit. But um, against the spread in their last 15 games as a home favorite, Georgia is 4-10-1. Now, I don't think this is some like, you know, <laughs> this this isn't some like, you know, a golden. Stat. Yeah, like I'm not saying, oh, well, look at that, like. You know, that just means against the spread. It's not straight up, but it's senior day, night game. I mean, it's it's the biggest game of the weekend. All eyes of college football will be on this one. You've got game day. You've got Kirk and, and Fowler on the call. Do you anticipate kind of a statement game? Kirby wants to make it. Obviously, he wants to win every game. He wants to score as many points as he can and dominate. But do you think that this is like when Georgia, you know, there's still two in the college football playoff now. I'm sure Kirby loves that because he can use that as motivation. But do you think he, if he can make a statement against a team like Ole Miss that is a top 10 team, they're, they're fighting for, you know, Hey, we want some respect. We want to be in that top tier in the conference. Do you anticipate that kind of vibe from Georgia? You know, when they've had those kind of like slow starts at home. You know, I, I think each game is independent uh, in and of itself. They they kind of have the opportunity. They they roll when they need to roll, or they roll when they have the opportunity to roll. But it's mm-hmm. about winning the individual matchup. It's about winning that specific football game and all that cliche shit that most coaches will give you. The mm-hmm. only football coach in the conference that I 
have the analysis of, oh, no, Kirby wants to beat this guy by 100. Uh, it's it's Shane Beamer. I think that's the only guy he dislikes. Um, <laughs> outside of that, uh, he does indeed have a tremendous amount of respect for the other guy on the sideline. He jokes, uh, we joke in this in the in the beat and in the space here about that term, tremendous amount of respect. But Lane Kiffin's legitimately his friend. Lane Kiffin is like yeah. legitimately a dude that he he leans upon and relies upon. I don't know how much they've talked about it in your space um, over there in Oxford this week. But these two dudes are like real close. These these two programs yeah. they got the group exchange information. These yeah, these two programs uh, exchange data points and different stats that they use. Georgia has revitalized their program based off of an explosive metric stat that uh, Lane Kiffin actually gave Nick's or uh, Kirby Smart. So these oh. two teams and and programs really really respect each other. I don't imagine there's any type of add-on, late-on score, win with style, any type of stuff like that. If Georgia dominates this football game on Saturday, it's because they did so in the first 45 minutes of the football game, not because of what they did in the fourth quarter to add on any type of style points. Um, if this is a dominating route, uh, it's because Ole Miss can't move the football at all and uh, Georgia just rolls them. But other than that, I think we see some type of – uh, you know, 50-minute football game is what I'm expecting. I'm expecting some type of uh, one-score game until Georgia gets up two scores with, like, 10 minutes left, giving the ball back to Ole Miss and then squatting on them. That's Brooks Austin over there, the film guy. Uh, I I gave you a, a quote tweet on Twitter last night. You just did a, a film breakdown. If you want to go ahead and, and plug your stuff here because it was, it was really, really good and informative and very thorough – Go ahead and tell the folks where they can find that and where they can find all your stuff. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Brooks Austin BA. But what my man's right here is talking about is all of our film study that we do, all of the video content that we do. Uh, I talk, or we talk, the show here talks national college football uh, every Monday through Thursday, 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Central Time, or excuse me, Eastern Standard Time. Um, and yeah, if you want to check out that film study, I did a what to expect episode, uh, kind of broke down Ole Miss, who they are as an offense and a defense. It's about 40 minutes. And, uh, I don't know, you, you can attest to this. I think it's probably some of the more informal, uh, and, and informative information stuff that you will get, uh, with regards to your football team. So I know I'm a Georgia beat reporter, uh, but I'm just a football guy and we talk football every week, uh, here on the channel. So I appreciate you for having me, man. Yeah, man, absolutely. It was uh, it was fun. I mean, you you do out a bunch of uh, really good stuff that I think it, people don't talk. People talk ball all day, every day, but I don't think people get into the minutia like uh, quite like you do. So you do it, you do it very well, and I think uh, I think our subscribers will really appreciate it and, and learn a lot. Not even just for this game, but just learn a lot about football too and what you're looking at. But um, last thing before we get out of here, I do want to remind you the show brought to you by USA Benefits Group. And Mr. Drew Moak, if you're looking to cut health insurance premiums by as much as 20 to 30%, give him a call, 601-953-8449. Drew is an Ole Miss grad. He's located in Mississippi, and he's also licensed in seven states. He works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage with access to 35 different carriers. He can help you with any and all of your insurance needs. That's regular health plans, life insurance, dental, vision, Medicare. He can do it all. Now more than ever, it is vital to have a health insurance agent who is local and accessible. So give Drew a call, 601-953-8449, or visit usabg.com slash D-M-O-A-K and get your free quote today. 
All right, Brooks, I can't let you go without asking. It's in the Twitter bio, so it's a free it, it, it's a it's a free square when having you on a show. Full time LeBron Stan. Yeah, I've uh I'm with you on that. I've retired. Yeah, I know. I, I've <laughs> retired though. The moment the moment he moved out west, um, I started to feel my allegiances start to fade. Uh, don't mention the name LeBron around this house, around my wife, though, because she doesn't necessarily love him as much as I do uh, for this reason. Uh, do you remember the Toronto Raptors series, his last year in Cleveland? Yeah, yeah. Probably. Yeah, so I live in Atlanta. Uh, a buddy of mine, had, his dad bought him tickets to the, I think it was game four of that football, of that basketball series, the one where he turns around, hits the game, winning shot off the glass. Um, you know, because LeBron does, never goes to his left, but he went to his left that time and, and hit that bank shot. Uh, I'm sitting like on that side of the court there at that basketball game. I it was on a Saturday night. I drove up on a Friday night. So Friday night, I left Atlanta, slept in Lexington, Kentucky on my way up on, uh, I think that's 85, okay? Drove all the way through Ohio the next morning, watched LeBron kick the shit out of the Toronto Raptors and break that Canadian back, and then drove all the way back down to Atlanta the next morning. I think I slept three hours, and my wife still to this day does not <laughs> like me for it because uh, I think I was supposed to hang out with her friends or something that weekend, but hey. It's LeBron, uh -huh. baby. Last time he's going to be on the East Coast. I got to go see him. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was, you know, uh, as a, uh, as a Memphis guy, my, you know, all my, my Grizzlies buddies were, were bumming about the, you know, the Ofer start. And they're like, Hey, the Lakers started 0 and 5 last year. And I was like, well, the Lakers also have the best player in the world. So, um, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, for the folks that are, that are going to town, I know there's a big Ole Miss contingent going to Athens. It's a, fantastic really? place to go watch a game fantastic town to go visit if you got any food wrecks any you know dive bars any anything that you think is a can't miss opportunity for Ole Miss fans where should they go all right so seven o'clock kick um here's what I would do about uh one o'clock okay about one o'clock after you get done watching college game day all that good stuff I would just go bar hop for like, I don't know, 90 minutes. Just get a drink. Yeah. Just get a drink at each individual bar because it's unlike Oxford. Oxford's got, what, like two nice bars down there in the square, uh, maybe three, and then you got to go off the square to find your dive bars. No, 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 no. Athens Athens is rat-a-tat-tat, bar after bar. So just go, man. Have a fun time. Bounce in between and out. Uh, see which kind of vibe you like the most. Um, and then as you walk down Lumpkin Street, okay, down towards the stadium, there's a, a, a tailgate, all right, right there at the corner of Lumpkin and Ray. It's impossible to miss. You'll think it's the coolest tailgate you've ever seen in your life. Stop by. They might be giving you some free beverages. It's called the Libation Station, uh, and okay. they are welcome to any and all, all right? So if you need a free beverage, uh, Libation Station, corner of Lumpkin and Ray. I like that. That's very hospitable. That's what I tell people that makes the Grove so fun is that if you're if you're cordial and you're you're polite, they'll feed you and they'll give yeah, you just some. Just don't be an asshat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean that's yeah that's 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 the motto. Just don't be an asshole and people will be good. Um, all right, man, this has been fun. Uh, I appreciate the time. You're a busy man. Um, maybe I'll run into you down there this weekend uh, as Ole Miss kicks. 6 Central Time, 7 Eastern on ESPN. Like I said, Kirk Fowler will be on the call. Game day will be there. It'll be a lot of fun. 
So uh, we appreciate Brooks Austin joining us here on Talk of Champions short, short Sessions. Wasn't exactly short, but it was uh, informative and fun nonetheless. So appreciate him over there. Appreciate you all the listeners for tuning in. As of course, thanks to Drew Moak and USA Benefits Group for sponsoring the show. Until next week, we out. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.